Live from the heartland and the crossroads of America, it's Tony Katz today. I got to tell you, the most important story in America right now is not the one that's hitting the cable news feeds. I mean, if I were to go to the headline over there at Fox News, I'd be uh, seeing about how the Border Patrol nabbed 23 people on the terror watch list in 2021. And I'd say, well, good on them. Also, what's the purpose of a watch list if no one's actually watching? If I were to head over to News Nation now, I'd hear about a Russian strike killing at least seven in Lviv. Now, Lviv is to the west. Lviv is closer to Poland. And we had already seen some strikes happen in this area a little over a month ago. Remember, we're two months into this Russian invasion of Ukraine. That these kinds of strikes were the kind of strikes that would make you wonder whether or not the plan was to try and draw Poland into this conflict, therefore drawing NATO into the conflict. So far, NATO has not taken the the bait on that. If you go to CNN.com, the headline is that I'm a racist. Well, it's actually not, but I'm sure it will be one day. Tony Katz, Tony Katz today. How are we doing? 833, got Tony. 833-468-8669. They're talking about Ukraine over there as well. Me? I'm talking about Shawnee State University. With maybe one of the most important stories out there. A story of a university that has to pay $400,000 in damages... Because they punished a professor who referred, re- refused to use preferred pronouns. That's the biggest story in America. And then some. The story goes that a, f- a philosophy professor at Shawnee State University, his name is Nick, got a question from a male student. This was January of 2018 got a question from a male student and he said uh well yes sir that is that is right nor this is what we do and went about it the student then confronts the teacher after uh the class uh that i am transgender and you have to refer to me as a woman and use feminine titles and pronouns this according to the alliance defending freedom which represented the professor in court Merriweather says to the university that now confronts him about this, yeah, I'm I'm a Christian and I can't do that. I mean, if Stan wants to be Sue, I'll call Stan Sue, but you can't make me use she and her. I, I won't do it. The university says, oh, yes, you will, and puts a letter in this professor's file determining that the teacher, Nick Merriweather, quote, effectively created a hostile environment, unquote, because he refused to use the preferred pronouns. Teacher said, I'll call you Sue, Stan. I'll gladly call you Sue, but I won't use uh, the, 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 the pronouns. But the student was like, no, you'll do everything I tell you to do. Thus, the lawsuit The professor sues Shawnee State University, claiming that the school violated, quote, his right to free exercise of religion 
under the First Amendment. It was March of 2021 where the U.S. Court of Appeals for the Sixth Circuit ruled in favor of Meriwether. And that reversed a district court's position. And now we have this public university paying $400,000 to this professor. There are multiple reasons why this is the most important story in America. Let's start with the one that is not the easiest to define. Because the easy stuff is easy. A teacher got told they couldn't say X. The teacher said, I have rights. The courts agreed. Massive failure for the university. Embarrassing for the university. Proving that the university doesn't believe in free speech like so many of these universities don't believe in free speech. They don't believe in it. They believe that you should only have the speech that's nice and kind and cutesy based on their definition of nice, kind, and cutesy. Not yours. You're not allowed a definition. Isn't this what we're learning from the entire Elon Musk situation of of Twitter? Oh, have you heard about the poison pill? I will get into all that and the latest coming up. The university didn't stand for free speech, didn't support the professor. All they heard was, transgender student upset, my gosh, let's not get sued, we don't want any protests, let's show how woke we are. So good for the courts, standing up for the rights of the citizenry. You understand that when you hear this, you you can realize and see for yourself how many people out there don't believe in the rights of the citizenry. They don't think the citizenry should have any rights whatsoever. You can't say no. You can't say no. As I have argued multiple times, if you cannot say no, you cannot be free. The difference between the free man and the slave The difference between them is the ability to say no. Very often you'll hear people talk about the fact that the free man can can own real property, right? You own things. They can't be taken from you. Well, I just have brought it down to a a more uh, base conversation. The ability to say no. The only way someone can take your things is if they're allowed to take it. But if you're allowed to say no and fight for those things, well, then they can't so easily take your things. But if you're not allowed to say no, well, then you are indeed a slave. Just so we understand each other. So it, the, the, the parts of this, there are some parts of this that are easy to pick out. The parts that are more difficult, the part about what has happened to society, to civilization to this idea that this student not only felt that they could tell a teacher, this is what you have to say, but when the teacher says, look, I can do this, but I have a serious religious objection, so I can't say that, the student thought that they had the power over the teacher, and therefore anybody else who came into contact with the student, to say, no, you will do what you are told by me because the decision that I made is absolutely paramount over your life. The story that matters here is the student who has been brought up to believe that they have power 
and dominion over others. Now, part of, uh, of, of this conversation is something that, that Jordan Peterson talks about. There has never been a moment in English common law where uh, you, you have the, the compulsion to speech. You're told what you have to say. There are, of course, things that you shouldn't say versus things you cannot say. Right? I don't think you should say the N-word. I don't think there should be any law that says you cannot say it. You do you. And I am always stunned by those people who are like, I dare you to say it. What, what, what do you mean you dare me to say it? I dare you to say it. I saw a, a weird, like, I, I'm, I, I'm convinced I caught the interview out of context. With, with uh, the actor Delroy Lindo, who's a black actor. I happen to, happen to like him as, as an actor. And for some reason, this conversation comes up and Lindo goes and looks at this interview and is like, why don't you say it? Like, not, it, 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 was, like, it was like this tough guy thing. And I'm like, I'm wondering if something happened beforehand and, and maybe I missed a part of it. And so I'm, I'm, I'm leaving the, open that, that, that hope that, you know, that part of the door that I missed something. But it's, it's, it's madness the way we've utilized this, we saw this once from, from a rapper who called somebody up on stage to, to sing uh, with him. And he calls up, the, he, he's black, and he calls up this, this white girl, and she's singing, and the lyrics involve the N-word, and she's singing along. And all of a sudden, he's like, whoa, stop. You can't say that. It's his freaking lyric. And he's like, you can't say that. How dare you? And he thankfully got called out for it because that was garbage. It was a setup. As are all of these things. Oh, you can't say that. No, no. They could say it in this movie. And Chappelle, well, well, if, if he can't say it, he wouldn't even know how to, how to speak. He'd be rendered mute, right? Uh, and, and, then, and then all these guys could say, but you, you can't say it. Me, Tony Katz, why the hell would I want to? It's dehumanizing terminology. It's valueless in my life. I'm out. But if somebody else wants to, knock yourself out. If I thought there was some speech or some conversation that I was having where I thought it would fit, of course I would. But I haven't found that yet. I I have not yet found the place like, you know what would work here? You know what the speech is missing? <laughs> Bloop. That's never come. That has never, ever happened. But of course you can. I just find it weird when people are like, I dare you to. What kind of scumbag move is that? That is scumbaggery. Worse, however, is telling people what they have to say. It is absolutely unacceptable to tell people they have to say this or you have to address me as that. No, 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 I I do not. No, I do not. And that's what's happened here that this student felt that they had the power. They really believed it. They believed that the decision that they made meant that they had dominion over other people. How, what a stunning thing for this student to learn that maybe not. But what an important thing for the rest of us to learn because it's not necessarily about this. I know that there are people who disagree with me. They'll use whatever pronoun. They don't care. I think it matters greatly. And I will not be compelled to speak because I, I will not be compelled to lie to myself, nor to anybody else. I, I, I will not do it 
uh, under, under any threat. I won't be a part of it. Any threat that I can rationally think of, I will not be a part of it. And it's important to know that people are indeed standing up and that standing up does not make one a bigot. Standing up for your rights to not be somebody else's subject, to be in charge of your own decisions, to have control of your life, to be an actual citizen and not a subject, to be able to say no, that is paramount to anybody else making claim of anything else. And here is a court, not only that came to this conclusion in March of 2021, they decided that the fee was $400,000 after a settlement with the university. Now, may I also add that there's a problem here. The university was in the wrong, but the university may not change its methodology. The university settles with this professor, this Professor Merriweather. But does the university now allow for all teachers to use whatever pronoun they see fit and to not bring about pressure in any way against any other teacher? Now, do the, do the students decide that they're going to now engage in mass levels of protest here? And what happens to the student? Nothing. The student was able to act uh, in, in, in a callous way and doesn't even get sued him or herself. It would be himself. It would be himself. The student gets away with it. Remember, this started in 2018? 2018, January of 2018. 18, 19, 20, 21. Well, well, 19, 20, 21, 22. Uh, was, was that four years? Four years? This teacher's been dealing with this four years because one student thought they were special. And uh, for the uh, record uh, there, whichever student it is, you're not. I mean, live your life, but you're not special. My kids, oh, they're special. Someone else's kids, pfft, I'd rather spit on them than look at them. All right, maybe not. But they ain't special to me. Whoever this kid was at Shawnee State University, not special. Which is another thing. These kids think they're special. These think kids think they're in charge. These kids think they have dominion over others. And look at what happened. Of course the kid believes it. Four years of torture for this professor. Four years of being scolded by contemporaries. Oh, why are you so hateful? Lord only knows what else. What other students gave ill looks, wrote the bad reviews on whatever websites. The tree of liberty must be refreshed from time to time with the blood of patriots and tyrants. That's the actual quote from Thomas Jefferson. And while there's an argument about whether or not he really was favoring rebellion, I believe his, some of his other works show that he isn't necessarily opposed to a bit of rebellion. What I make the argument of is that it means more to bleed than to just die. Sometimes you got to stand up for the thing. Sometimes you got to take the hits and the slings and the arrows. Sometimes you have to deal with the struggle session in, in a reference to Mao's China. But the professor was right and the student was wrong. And that's why this is the most important story in America. Share it with your kids. I'm Tony Katz.
Now, the latest out of Ukraine is a Russian warship that got seriously damaged if it isn't already sunk. I've heard different reports on that. The finding of 900 dead in Kiev, like we saw the dead in Bucha. And Zelensky, the president, warning of a nuclear attack from Vladimir Putin. Now, I will tell you that whether the warship is sunk or was just damaged or where it is right now, and I've seen a couple different reports, so there might be some new stuff today that I may have missed as I was doing covering some other things. The Ukrainians are fighting. Love them, hate them, don't care. The Ukrainians are fighting. And they have impressed themselves. It's just they need more hardware, more artillery to do the job. The Russians are incompetent, but they are murderously incompetent. Don't let the two things confuse you. They are an incompetent fighting force that against an elite fighting force will get destroyed in about seven seconds. The U.S. could take the Russian military in seven seconds. It's very hard to take the nuclear weapons, which is what makes these things a little more slow going. Because if there were less nuclear weapons or no chance of the nuclear weapons... I think you might see a different maneuver from the United States, and I do not favor sending in troops at all or in any way. I don't favor any part of it. The warning of the the nuclear attack from Putin by Zelensky. So, so remember that Zelensky is trying to get more help, more money, more materials, more artillery, uh, the no-fly zone, whatever he can get. Part of what he is doing is engaging in uh, the, the, the fear factoring. These people are scary. This is problematic. This is dangerous. That's why you need to do this. That's why you need to do that. That's why you have to help us here. He's trying every way he can to get you to give a little bit more. Does that mean that there isn't a nuclear threat from Vladimir Putin? Of course there is. I didn't I didn't need uh, President Zelensky to tell me so. Of course there is. All I'm saying is that threat's been there since the beginning. Don't think that this is somehow something new has come up. A tactical nuclear strike from Vladimir Putin has been there since before the invasion. More to get to. I'm Tony Katz. Twitter has become kind of the de facto town square. It's just really important that people have the both the uh, the reality and the perception uh, that they are able to speak freely within the bounds of the law. I think it's very important for uh, there to be an inclusive arena for free speech. If in doubt, uh, let 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 the speech let let it exist. A good sign as to whether there is free speech is uh, is. Is someone you don't like allowed to say something you don't like? And if that is the case, then we have free speech. The truth matters to me a, a lot. I would really, like, sort of pathologically, it matters to me. One of the things that I believe Twitter should do is open source the algorithm. Having tweets sort of mysteriously be promoted and demoted with no insight into what's going on. That's just some of Elon Musk during a TED Talk. Now, it's so funny to hear him say that. Uh, uh, speech uh, you don't like from someone you don't like. If that's allowed, then you have free speech. 
Funny, we've been saying that for years. Free speech doesn't exist for the people that you like or for the speech that you like. It exists for the speech of the people that you hate, that you despise. Because somebody else despises you and they should not have the right to tell you what you could say or what you cannot say. Tony Katz, Tony Katz today, it's good to be with you. So Elon Musk is still the talk of the town. And Elon Musk is still the talk of the town because he is working on buying Twitter. And, of course, the people who are opposed to him buying Twitter are people like Saturday Night Live. Uh, finger on the dump button, all right? I don't think anybody said anything wrong, but you never know. You like it. Elon Musk <laughs> offered to buy Twitter for over $40 billion so he can loosen its free speech rules. That's how badly white guys want to use the N-word. <laughs> Damn, Michael Che is dumb. I mean, there's dumb, and then there's dumb, and then there's holy hell, and then there's Michael Che. That's the best joke you've got? That's, your, that's the best joke you have. Why have free speech? Well, because white guys want to use the N-word. That's, that, that is special. Do you think of that all by yourself? You're like the Lenny Bruce of our time, Michael Che. Hot damn. You're like Gallagher without the props. Look at you. Look at you. Like, like a modern day carrot top. This is embarrassing. All right, maybe the use of carrot top was also embarrassing on my point. Touche. Embarrassing. Look how much they don't believe in it. They don't want it. These are comics. Let me say it again. These are effing comics who don't actually value free speech. You probably thought Will Smith was right too, huh, Michael? What the hell? Lenny Bruce and Richard Pryor and George Carlin and name another 100 million comics who all came before you just so you could put your nose in the air and say, oh, we can't have those people saying that. My God. It's embarrassing. It's pathetic. It is weak. Of course it's weak. They don't believe in you being able to have a say. And remember, what they have shown in this fight against Elon Musk is that they have shown that they demand control what gets said and by whom. That's what this is all about. Every last bit of it, big tech wants to control all of the speech. You should not have a say in anything zero ungats you should not have a say in nothings this is what they believe because they're showing you it all of the time they're showing you it in every single way now the latest on this is that uh they're working to dilute the shares Elon Musk's shares, uh, by engaging uh, what's known as a poison pill. So I'm going to now do a crappy job of explaining what a poison pill is. 
So um, the poison pill, which they refer to as the rights plan, is a way for a board to try and protect its existence. And understand that the board of, of Twitter is, well, terrible in that, A, they haven't done a good job of protecting Twitter and protecting free speech, certainly. And uh, the board owns very, very little of Twitter. In some cases, 0.001%. Jack Dorsey, who is still on the board, who admits that his board is is hot garbage and always has been and always been the bane of Twitter's existence, he only owns 2.23%. That's it. That's all he owns of Twitter. The board puts forth what they know as the rights plan. The rights plan, which is a poison pill defense as, it, as it's known, allows Twitter, because it's now the focus of a takeover, to add new shares out there into the world and allows the existing shareholders to buy them at a discount. So your BlackRock or your whatever the, the, the hedge fund is, whatever it is, and you own um, uh, uh, some, some Twitter stock, you now get the opportunity to buy these new shares at a reduced price. By doing this, you are diluting the percentage of the company that Elon Musk owns. You put more shares out there. Right? If I have a share of stock and producer Ari has a share of stock, those are the only two shares of stock, we each own 50% of the company. But if we now put out another share and you have it, we now each own 33% of the company. Our percentage of ownership got diluted. That's what this is for. Dilute Musk so he has less power. Give somebody else the opportunity to pick up more shares at a reduced price so they can either, when a buyout comes, make a lot of money or, or, or B, be able to have the control. That's what's happening. When you do this poison pill, the take the person engaged in the takeover is the only person not able to participate in the purchasing of the shares. So Elon Musk is the only person who can't buy the increased amount of shares at the reduced price. This is the extent to which Twitter is working to keep Elon Musk from buying the company. Oh, did you want to hear more from Saturday Night Live? I, th I think they've got some more jokes with Colin Jost. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I, honestly, I don't understand why Elon even wants to own Twitter. It used to be something that seemed important and even fun, and now you look at it and it's confusing and depressing. It's the Giuliani of apps. <laughs> and come on, Elon, Elon built electric cars. He's going to Mars. Why is he even involving himself with Twitter? It would be like if the Prince of England gave it all up just to marry an actor from Suits. <laughs> So that's all they had left. That's all they had uh, left. A little Prince Harry joke. That's always that's always good. It's always relevant. Way way to go, Colin. Way to go. No desire for you to be able to have free speech at all and in any way. None. How much can they control what it is you say and how it is you say it? 
It is the everything within this conversation and is the thing that you need to take from this conversation. That that is the story. The whole of it. The complete of it. The every bit of it. That you should not have a say. Big tech should be the ones who have the say. And only the big tech that is controlled by the people who say big tech can be controlled by. That's something else, man. That is something else. Now, I think it's interesting that even Elon Musk recognizes that his board is a mess. They are an absolute disaster, a clown show of pseudo-intellectuals. And that they have been hurting the company in a big way, in a, in a massive, massive way. There's a guy by the name of Jeff Carlson. I don't know Jeff. Um, he, uh, he, he does something in, 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 in the markets, and I'm not sure what, what it is. Uh, he's a financial analyst, sorry. And he said, a question for BlackRock and Vanguard Group. You've held positions in Twitter for years. Price and performance have deteriorated. How do you explain to shareholders your resistance to the Elon Musk offer? How do you explain not taking simple steps to enhance performance long ago? It's a great question. These companies are invested in Twitter. Their job is to provide results and returns for their shareholders. You've got a guy offering $43 billion. Why are you saying no? Massive premium on the stock price. Why are you saying no? And what have you been doing to push Twitter into a better place? And Jeff lays out, here are three steps. Allow the platform to run as an open forum for free speech. Encourage subscriber growth rather than banning conservative ideologies. And remove wasteful overhead. And that the fact that you won't do so raises very real questions. He continues, are you using shareholders' money to promote your own ideologies at the direct expense of increased return to your shareholders? Because honestly, that's the only explanation I can come up with given the steps you've allowed to be taken in the management of Twitter. And I can tell Jeff right now, well, absolutely, that's what's happened. And we have seen this in more and more and more places where we see very clearly that the ideology of the leadership is more important than the rank and file. You see it mostly in the union conversation. Do you think a teacher's union gives a good, holy, hot damn about teachers? No. There just happens to be some teachers who are ideologically aligned with the valueless leadership of uh, union leadership of these teachers' associations, these teachers' unions. They don't really care about the teachers. They sure as hell don't care about the students. They care about getting paid their next round of dollars and then, of course, having a conference in Cabo San Lucas or wherever it is they have Congress, uh, um, these, these conventions. Jeff Carlson asked Vanguard Group, if you believe that value at Twitter to be so high, why didn't you increase your ownership of Twitter before the Musk offer? Seems odd that you would acknowledge value in change when you refuse to make that change yourself. And then there's a question for uh, Awalid Talal. Now, who is Awalid Talal? Well, Awalid Talal really is a conversation about the Saudis. 
And the Saudis and this guy, chairman of the board, 14 million followers on Twitter, wrote that being one of the largest and long-term shareholders of Twitter, uh, I reject this offer. The kingdom of Saudi Arabia and I reject his offer. Well, it turns out he's not a shareholder. And you 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 have 14 million followers you actually moved the 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 stock you moved the, the the value of the stock by making this statement that you don't accept the buyout offer but you don't have any stock so why should you be allowed to invest in any american company which by the way i would not allow saudis to invest in american companies i would not allow chinese nationals to invest in in american companies no communists can invest in in american companies and saudi arabia still needs to pay for september 11th and this is one of the ways i make them do it Jeff Carlson responds that adoption of a poison pill is only utilized when management has failed. They're trying to stave off their ouster. How does Vanguard and BlackRock rationalize this to their fund shareholders? As Jeff Carlson puts it, this is not a financial transaction. It never was. The valuation is not in assets, cash flow, growth, or EBITDA, right? Earnings before interest taxes deduct. Interest, taxes, deductions, and adjustments? They are right. You got it. Twitter's valuation, writes Jeff Carlson, to their holders lies in the authoritarian control of free speech. Well, of course it does. That's what we've been saying. That's what we see. Will Musk get Twitter? Beats the hell out of me, and honestly, I don't care. I don't care. We've already seen reality. It can't be denied. New platforms and screw Twitter. I'm Tony Katz. So I got to tell the woke DJ story. I gotta, I gotta do the woke DJ story. Oh, it's so good. So good. Dow is down 66. NASDAQ is down 102. I'm just afraid to look at crypto right now. I can't figure out what's going on there at all. I got people in my ear. You gotta buy. You gotta buy. Every time I do, it goes down even more. I'm like, can it just stop? Can it stop? No, producer. All right, I don't want to hear you. I, oh, it's just a bubble. It's I, crypto. It's I not real. Anything. I didn't say anything. You were gonna say you were gonna say something. Now I'm gonna shut your face. I sure was thinking it though. Yeah, yeah damn straight you are. Oh, drives me absolutely, positively nuts. But that's where the market is at right now. Both down just a, a, a little bit. Nothing. I don't, I don't. I don't think anything to write home uh, about. For sure. I also, I got to share this. Oh, did you see this Pramila Jayapal tweet? Oh, she is the, the, the head of the Progressive Caucus in the House. Student debt cancellation is racial justice. Student debt cancellation is gender justice. Student debt cancellation is economic justice. So vapid. So completely vapid. Anything justice, like social justice, economic justice, that is all a code for wealth redistribution, which is exactly what she's talking about. You should pay for someone else's student debt. 
this is so anti-intellectual. Pathetic, pathetic stuff. You can't just win back Congress for a term. It's got to be for 10 in a row. How else are you going to stop these people? Seriously. Seriously. This is Tony Katz today.